Welcome to the City Point Church podcast. Thanks for joining us. Every day is an opportunity to take hold of. So we hope this message inspires you and builds your faith, that it helps you have more of a God perspective for your day. Enjoy. Thank you. Thank you, band. <laughs> Dispensationalism. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I'll ask him later. All right, I just want to jump straight into the Word of God. Have you got that uh, scripture? If you could just pop it up on the screen, please. We are, what's, what's wrong? Sorry? Oh, you can see it. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Thanks, love. Okay. Proverbs 21, 21 says that he that pursues righteousness and unfailing love will find righteousness, life, and honour. That word mercy, sorry, that word unfailing love also means mercy. And I'm, I'm actually quite excited about this overreaching word for this year thrown out by our senior pastors, Pastor Mark and Lee. And the word is pursue. And encompassed in that word, you've got Oh, the, the sense, it's, it's a focused word. It's intentional, directive. It's got a huge onus on us, and there's, it's filled with passion and discipline. It's, a, it's an exciting word, and I'm actually in, going to enjoy people coming to this platform and all over City Point bringing different words and unpacking what pursuit really is. Have you got that next... Um, the Hebrew word for pursue, if you want to bring that up. This is as technical as I'm going to get, I promise. I won't bring out any big words. <laughs> is it up here? It's redaf. Did I say that right? Here we go. Look at this. It's a primitive root to run after, usually with hostile intent, to chase, to put to flight, to follow. They even use the word to hunt. So it's an exciting word, and, and I really am at the edge of my seat just to, to hear what comes out from this. But I do feel that to pursue God well, we need to go back and maybe ask ourselves some really honest questions, which is why I've titled this message, The Honest Pursuit. And I'm going to start with point one, which is be honest with your why. Why? Why do you pursue the things that you do? What do you pursue? Lots of people pursue all sorts of things. Money, power, happiness. For some of us, it's all about finding that life partner. You want the fairy tale story. You want the car. You want the kids. You want the career. You want the house and the pool. I'm not saying that those are bad things to go after. They're perfectly normal things to want in life. But I want to sort of pop the bonnet on the hood here and just go, what's ticking on underneath? What's your why? Why do you pursue these things? And just have a little bit of a look underneath there. Now, look, there's going to be several wonderful reasons in this place and wonderful pursuits 
heaps of reasons, really good reasons why you do the things you do. I'm not here to highlight those. If you are doing something wonderful for a wonderful reason, please keep doing that. <laughs> it's great. I champion you. But I want to pop the hood maybe on some not so wonderful reasons that might sort of be lying around in there and just put a bit of a spotlight on it. Number one, being fear. There's a lot of that out there at the moment. But let me give you an example. I don't want to be the father that my father was to me. Or I don't want to be poor like I was when I was growing up. And I actually just want to stop this list and interject right here because the word pursuit is all about what you're chasing, right? Really intentional, extremely focused on chasing this. It's not what you're trying to run away from. Do you see that? I'm going to give you an example. It's not, it's not the nicest example, um, but this was very publicly spoken about by these two people because uh, something came to light and it really helped her in her journey, which was Oprah Winfrey and Tony Robbins. And the example was that uh, Tony brought to light that everything that Oprah chased she got, and she didn't just get, she was very, very good at it. She wanted the big empire. She wanted the talk show. She chased down being that, you know, leader to, to women, and she got that in spades. What she never wanted was to struggle with her weight. What you go after in life is far more powerful than what you are trying to run away from. So if I can just come back in and jump into this list. Actually, before I do, let me give you another example. Just coming back to the, I don't want to be the father that my father was. If you were going to change that and sort of realign yourself back in a pursuit for God, instead of saying, I don't want to be the father that my father was to me, set your eyes on your heavenly father God, how can I be the father that you are to me? I know that you are all love, that you are all kindness. Teach me, show me, help me to raise my children and lead my family in your ways. Do you see the difference? Or instead of, I don't want to be poor like I was when I was a child, chase down the God who says that blessed are those, you know, who fear him, who delight in his ways, their children will be successful everywhere. Wealth will be in their home. And so it's more about what you are chasing rather than what you're trying to move away from. So, okay, we'll come back to our list. So we've done fear. Some people, some people actually do things because they've got something to prove. It comes from a place of I'll show them. And this can come about when someone has humiliated you maybe just never believed in you. This could be a teacher, could be a leader, parent maybe, could possibly have even been a spouse. Is guilt there? You can normally identify guilt when it comes from I should rather than I really, really want to. Revenge. You know, revenge is just when you just want to see them get their just desserts. Pride.
God, recognition, when you really care about who gets that credit. And I'm not going to lie, this next one, I do actually see often a lot in church circles. That's too much of a reason why people do the things and pursue the things that they do is because they're after the acceptance and the approval of others. Yeah, it's a wild list. Often pursuits can really look similar on the surface, but you pop that hood and what's going on underneath can look very vastly different. So let's say we had a grade three teacher and three students come up in the morning and they give her a bright, shiny red apple. And the teacher's like, my class is awesome. They're amazing. Look at how great they are. Until you maybe take a closer look at their reasons for giving her that bright, shiny apple. Who am I going to pick on? Ryan. You see, Ryan has come to his teacher, given her the bright, shiny apple, but that's because his mother said to him, eat your apple and don't throw it away. He hates apples. So it's like if I give it to my teacher, at least I'm halfway there, mum will be half happy, maybe. (laughs) Then you've got maybe Chris. He's brought his apple to the teacher wasn't even his apple. He actually likes his apples. He likes his lunch. So he stole Braden's. <laughs> Still has to give the teacher something because he hasn't done his homework. And now he's trying to get out of detention. Probably wants to spend detention with the teacher when Braden finds out that he's got his lunch. <laughs> Maybe you've got Ellen. Beautiful Ellen bringing her apple to her teacher. And this is a real sacrifice for Ellen because she loves apples and she already had a morning tea on the bus on the way to school. (laughs) All she had left, but she gave it to her teacher from a place of honesty and purity. I just bring this silly demonstration just to show you sometimes there are so many pursuits, they can all look the same on the surface, but underneath there's a whole lot more going on. You know the goal? (laughs) The goal in Jesus, the goal in Christ is actually that the pursuits all look a little bit different, but that the reason is the same. One mind, one reason, one call, one purpose, focused, chasing down. In everything we do, we do it as unto the Lord. And I would hope that that would look different for many of us. An orphanage over here, a church over here, a creative team over here, a business over there, a family raised well over here, whatever that is. That's, that's kind of your goal. And as I was wrestling with this uh, sermon with my husband, we went away for a few days this week in the mountains, and he said to me, how do you spell pursuing? And he's writing it down, and he's got an E in there. And I went, just drop the E and add I-N-G. And as that came out of my mouth, I realised I don't actually even remember learning that. I don't remember where I was, I don't remember my teacher, I don't remember what grade, I don't even remember what friends I had around that time. And sometimes the things that come out that are an automatic response, we don't even remember where that came from. Sometimes our reasons for why we do things And sometimes our reactions and responses, I'm going to be honest, they come from a place that weren't even our fault. Sometimes things happen to you that really weren't your fault. 
but your path and your pursuit does become your responsibility. Okay? So different. It can look really different underneath. And I, it will be my prayer that you would actually go home and ask the Holy Spirit to maybe shine a light or a torch on anything that's there where you're like, God, I really want to pursue you with all of my heart. And even that, wanting to do that, will help to shift and realign that. For some of you, it might actually mean going back and taking a healing journey. Whatever that is, just prayerfully walk that out with the Holy Spirit. Okay, we've talked about our why. Now I want to jump in and talk about our how, which brings me to point two. How? How do you pursue God's purpose for your life? Oh, this is actually one of my favorite things. Here we go. Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, whatever you do, just hold on to that word whatever. That's a big word. Whatever is like, it's a, it's a big word. It's not just more than like one syllable. It's just a very large word. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. In other words, in everything you do, do it as unto the Lord. And the reason I say that's a big word and a big scripture, it's so permissive. Whatever you're doing, just do it as unto the Lord. Sometimes we get so caught up in, oh, God, I just don't know what it is that you want me to do. Whatever you do, (laughs) do it as unto the Lord. Do something. Do anything. Be brilliant. Seriously, God is actually for you. Whatever, what do you love? What do you love to do? Go and get really, really good at it. He has given you gifts and talents. He has given you his Holy Spirit. Get busy. Be amazing. For some of you here, you're actually going to have to start picking up that dream again that maybe you've shelved for a while. Start that business. Grow that business. Start that business again. Enroll in that course. Sign up for that growth track. Start that degree. Some of you here need to go to Bible college. Just going to pause while you think about that one for a second. Register for that program. Learn that instrument. Write that song. Tyrone, where are you? Write that song. Yeah? Put pen to paper. Write that song. Apply to be that foster carer. Pick up that book. Learn that language. Start that health journey. Join that life group. Start that life group. Register for that internship. Join that team. Honestly, be brilliant. If God is for you, who can actually be against you? He is with you. Can we bring up on the screen the the, uh, message of God being with us? We got it there, guys? Here we are. He's for you. God is for you. These are scriptures. If you want to wrestle this out at home with him, take a snapshot of this and study these scriptures out. He is for you. He is with you. He gives you strength. He anoints. He directs and delights in every single detail of your life. Thing is, is that there's a part that God plays and then there's a part that we play. You know, when God said to the Israelites, I've given you the promised land, I can imagine there must have been this yay moment. And then came, now go take it. Wait, what? It's a gift, God. 
we have to take it? Yeah, you have to take it. And they were terrified. Can I, Bray, can you pass this up? See this here? This is an art set. Let's just say that you have a child at home who loves art, wants to be a famous artist, or just wants to learn how to draw really, really well. And so you poke your head over and notice that they're doing all the tutorials on YouTube and they're coming along, they've got some talent, showing promise, showing initiative, getting all of those lessons. So you go and you buy the art piece set for them. They have the desire, they have the talent, they now have every resource and tool that they need to become a nice artist. But that was given as a Christmas present two years ago. <laughs> and there's no art in the house. There's a part that God plays, but there is a part that you play that you must pick up. You see, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, but the truth is sometimes we just don't. Yeah. Courage really isn't the absence of fear. Sometimes it's just doing things when you're really, really scared. We have a vision statement in this church. It's to unmistakably influence your world for good and for God. Not the whole world, your world. So let me ask you, how are you going to unmistakably influence your world for good and for God this year? New Year's is a great time for self-reflection and just to ask yourself some of these hard questions. You know, your family might not be in a position to take on that foster child, but can I ask you this? Is there a seat at your table? Maybe for your daughter's best friend whose parents are going through an ugly divorce? Is there a spot for her? Once a week? Once a fortnight? Monthly even? Does it fall on a youth night? Open your eyes to the things that God puts in front of you to pursue because when you find yourself in an honest pursuit before him, he's going to put these things in and around your life and you're supposed to pick them up. I had this moment happen uh, last, last year, end of last year, not so long ago. I was at work, working late. Um, it was preparing for Christmas, and anyone who knows me knows I might have a little bit of a problem with technology, phones in particular. Put your hand up if I've ever accidentally butt-dialed you before. Oh, God. I wish that was the altar call. <laughs> level special in this field. I've actually walked outside of these doors and I've heard five phones ringing at once and gone, why is everyone's phone ringing? And Rachel Haffey came up and gently tapped me on the shoulder and went, Rachel, you've started a group chat. I went, <laughs> okay. Anyway, so I'm at work, working late and I accidentally butt-dial this friend of mine that I haven't spoken to in more than a year. Problem was, is it's 11.30 p.m. at night. 
I know. So I saw it. Went, oh, it's 11.30 at night and quickly clicked no. She then called me back. I'll just call her Sue just to say the name. So Sue calls me back. Rachel, what's wrong? It's 11.30 at night. Are you okay? Picked up the phone. I went, yes, Sue, I'm okay. I'm really sorry. I've accidentally butt-dialed you. It's a problem I have. Then I asked the question, Sue, how are you? So my friend starts talking to me and opening up. I'm really not so great, Rachel. My husband's just been diagnosed with a very aggressive brain tumour. He's not expected to live long and is already in a nursing home. Sue, I'm so sorry to hear that. Just this beautiful God moment. He actually died just over a week after that, got to have a Christmas with his family. But because of that moment, it just opened that door just to be there, just to be love, pray for her, be with her comforter. And then obviously the aftermath, we will follow that up. But God is so desperate to reach people. He will use anything even a butt dial. <laughs> he really does. He just, he's a good God. When you find yourself in a really honest pursuit with God, he will put you in circumstances and situations where you are to be light in the darkness. You are to be an encourager, a speaker of truth, a prayer support, a place of comfort, maybe even a helping hand. Find the God moments. Really open your eyes. Pray that he open your eyes to see them. How are you going to unmistakably influence your world? Brings me to my final point. If the musicians could come, that would be awesome. It's to pursue him. Now, if we can just have the slide up that with that quote. It's a wonderful man called Peter Daniels and he came up with this quote, which is that life tends to be more about what you decide to commit yourself to rather than external influence. Life tends to be more about what you decide to commit yourself to rather than anything else. There is nothing more wonderful in this life than following Jesus. There's nothing more brilliant than committing your life to him. I was, it, a life with Jesus actually just starts with a simple decision, but it also continues with a decision. I remember when I was 13 years old, and I was in a room that probably wasn't much bigger than this stage. There were no fireworks, there was no music, there was no band, we weren't at a conference, it was just a few people getting together on a weeknight to come and pray. And there was a lady who spoke up and she threw out this challenge and it was simply this. She said, you know, it's one thing to really give your life to Jesus. She said, but it's another to choose to follow him no matter what. And in that moment, I just felt the Holy Spirit himself put out a challenge and went, draw that line in the sand right now and decide to step in 
and follow me no matter what. And if I can be really honest, there's a lot of what's that come up in life. If you've lived a while, you might know a little bit about what I'm talking about. Loss, betrayal. So, so many things can really come up on your journey, things that are thrown at you and things that you weren't expecting. But life really does depend more on what you decide to attach yourself to. He that pursues righteousness and mercy will find righteousness, will find life, will find honour. Everything wonderful, rich, desirable, pleasant, good, worthwhile comes from knowing him. I just want to bring up this scripture. In that moment when I just decided that I would choose to follow him no matter what, there was a scripture that has really held me over the years. I mean, I'm a stubborn person. Are there any stubborn people in the house? Husbands, dob your wives in. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> be stubborn in this. Don't be taken out. Focus. What are you pursuing? I'm going to read this scripture. Did you not know that in a race all runners run? but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone aimlessly. I don't fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that when I have finished preaching to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. There is a prize awaiting you. You know, this life, I often view life as, as one long line. It starts here and your line keeps going there. Bang smack in the middle here might be where you die. Keeps coming. And how we live over here and what we do over here matters a whole lot over here. Keep your eyes on the prize. Let me pray. God, we thank you so much for the purity of who you are. Lord, we just pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would begin speaking to us about what's really going on on the inside of our hearts, Lord. We just pray right now that they are just completely surrendered to you. Holy Spirit, empower us to chase you. Empower us to live lives of mercy. Empower us, God, to pursue you with all that is within us. I just pray, God, just for a blessing on everyone as they make decisions all around this place to pursue you no matter what. Amen. So good. Yeah, let's put our hands together. That was an amazing word, wasn't it? It's fantastic. What a reminder.
Hey, um, I love that uh, quote that Rachel just brought from Peter Daniels. It says, life tends to be more about what you decide to commit to rather than the external influences. I wonder today, you know, there's people here and your commitment, we're all committed to something. We're all committed to something. And, and even if that something is nothing, it's a commitment that we, we pursue something in our world. And, you know, you might be here today and, and you've been pursuing the wrong things. You've been pursuing things. Maybe your pursuit has been the running away from things that have happened to you, like Rach explained today, or, or running away from things that you, you have hurt you so bad, but while you're running away, you're running into a bus. You're running into something that's just destroying your life. And, and this is what I know about my God. This is a great God. He not only gives you some, something or someone to pursue, He forgives you for every wrong you've ever done in that process. And then He heals you of everything that you've been running away from. And today, there may be people here and you've just listened to this message and you're like, I identify with this message that it's time for me to pursue God. Can I tell you today, God's pursuing everybody in this place. Christian, non-Christian, however you classify yourself, God pursues you so much so He gave His only Son. Could you imagine that? So that you can have forgiveness. Jesus died, He rose again, and He's victorious. And what He does is when He left the earth, He said, it's better that I go so I can send my Spirit. What does His Spirit do? His Spirit will come into your life and it will help you live this life with strength, to be able to pursue God in spite circumstance, but also He'll help you walk through forgiveness and that journey of forgiveness and healing as well. God wants to forgive everybody here today that needs forgiveness in this place. And so if you're here this morning and you're, you're thinking to yourself, man, it's time that I start to pursue God. Can I ask in a moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand. Would you be bold in that moment, church, for now? Could we all close our eyes and just honor those that might might want to make this decision today. Look, every eye is closed. I'm just going to ask that you would lift your hand if you would like to pursue God, to give your life to God and go on this journey of forgiveness and healing in your life. I'm not going to embarrass you. I won't call you out or anything like that. I I just want to know who I'm about to pray with. If that's you, would you lift your hand? I see your hand there. Is there anyone else here this morning? I see your hand at the back there as well. Is there someone else here this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to ask one more time if you'd like to make this decision in your life as well. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 There is one more. I'm just not seeing that hand, but there is another hand as well. Thank you. God bless you. This is what just happened when you when you lifted your hand. You can't see it, but God has already forgiven you of every wrongdoing ever. See, because giving your heart to God, what we've got to understand is we're giving our heart back to God. He's your creator. And so he formed you, he loves you, and today you've given your heart back. That, that was the bridge required for healing, and that was the bridge required for salvation. 
for forgiveness. This is what I love to do. I just love to pray with these people and bless you and pray a hedge of protection around your life. Father God, I just want to thank you for these three people that lifted their hands. And Lord, there may be people that didn't get to the hand, but they opened their heart to you. Father God, I thank you for all these people. Father, as they've given their lives back to you today, Father, we thank you and we claim our forgiveness, Lord God. It is ours and we claim our forgiveness. Jesus, we thank you that you came, that you died, that you rose in victory so that today I can be brought back to God. God, I give you my heart, give you my life. Today I declare that I'm a child of God. I am a Christian. I am born again, which simply means I'm not bound or I'm not known by my sin anymore, but by who I am as a child of God, a son or a daughter of God. I thank you today, Father, for these people, and I pray a blessing over their lives. I pray for a hedge of protection as they take this journey with you in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen, amen. Let's put our hands together one more time for those people.